So welcome to episode 51 of the Grindhouse podcast. I'm your host, Edwin Cabrera, a.k.a. Steady Eddie. Across the screen from me is my homie, my day one, Chris Martin, a.k.a. Krita. What's up, guys? Um, before we get into today's episode, uh, if you can, please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It helps us out a lot. Um, we also have new merch for sale. It's a grindhouse.store. Um, that also helps us out. Um, yeah. So let's get into today's episode. Cool. So we got another sidebar for you. Apologies uh, for last week. We were out. It was the holidays. It was Thanksgiving. We were on a little trip to Memphis. So uh, we didn't do a pod, uh, you know, but uh, we're back this week. Um, and we have a few topics to talk to you guys about. Where do you, uh, where do you want to start with, Britta? And also, I want to specify we weren't on vacation in Memphis. It was a no. work trip. Um, we're not that big of assholes where we vacation during a a pandemic um but but yeah uh yeah let's get into today's topics um actually when we were there we watched the Takashi doc we did do you want, okay. do you want to talk about that yeah let's start there um so Takashi doc okay so it was exactly what I was expected because I followed Takashi's career pretty much from beginning to what where the yeah. fuck it is now um but I will say having everything laid out in a doc was something I've been waiting to see you know like like we're talking about Takashi now. We we've tried to stop talking about Takashi, but we're talking about it now because it, I knew circling back this documentary. No matter how you made it, was going to be entertaining. No matter what you covered, yeah. it was going to be entertaining because there's just like this the the story of this dude's life is is like unlike any movie you could probably. It, it, yeah, yeah. It, it it is it is so far out there that it's like. Yeah. We've we've never seen it in in hip hop, you know, like that that sort of that kind of shit. So the but. fact that he's still alive astonishes me, honestly. Like it, it really does. Like it's very surprising, honestly. Um, or or the fact that he he somehow like I mean I know he spent two years in prison or whatever, but like for the amount of like craziness that he was like doing, the amount of of crazy like there were scenes where like he would like literally. You would tell a shooter to like to shoot, and they would shoot. Yeah, and, and like uh, there was that, that like Times Square and shit. No, that like, was the Barclays. Yeah, it was. I like think it was the Barclays. Yeah, yeah, it was like a crowded venue, and homie just started shooting on, like on a court of Takashi. Yeah, and and like literally wreaked havoc. And I think that was one of the things eventually, like the, the FBI like got uh, his crew on. But the fact that Takashi can just pull something like that, or like when he when he yeah. put like uh. uh uh, money on the head of fucking uh, Chief Keef for God knows what reason. Yeah, on that, the camera. Another like, big celebrity, like that's wild to me. Yeah. Um, so the fact that this dude's still walking around breathing is still astonishing to me. This documentary, I think, did the like. I think this documentary, to be honest with you, did the bare. I'm talking about the Hulu one, by the way. I think there's another one coming. coming yeah, from Showtime, that. they're coming out with one. It's not out yet. I hope that the Showtime one will be more better produced than this one was. I don't really like. Yes, this, this, one, this one. This felt like a very umbrella version of the story, and it's sort of like it went lightly into each part of it. Like I feel like there's there's got to be more to it. Like they didn't really go too deep into the court stuff. They like they touched on it. There, it's. Yeah, I feel like they just slightly touched on each part and then made a documentary about it. So yeah, I, I like I, with content like Takashi's 
life. Like I know there's, it's very easy to, you can start anywhere and still come up with something good, you know, in terms yeah. of like your entertaining content. But yeah. like, I just feel like, I mean, granted, I, it was still, it was still good. It's just, I, I felt like I wanted to know more about it. Or there's like, nothing that I learned that was new that I didn't already know. Yes. I knew, because yes. I, I mean, I guess if you, if you don't like watch like DJ academics, like I do, and like some of the other like hip hop outlets, maybe you wouldn't be as in a know as I was, but like, I knew about all this, all this stuff. I knew about all of it. It was just, yeah. it was literally just a rehashing of things I already knew just lined up in chronological order and had like some of the people behind them, like kind of speaking more to it, but they didn't really say anything more than I already knew. I nothing new, part, nothing new. The uh, part that I guess I was reminded of why I hated six, because I just, sometimes like you, like six, nine can be like pretty charming as a personality that like you hate them, but at the same time you like, you there's, you kind of like them in some ways. It, it, what reminded me that like, no, this, I fucking hate this guy is like, the his baby mama when she's talking about the fact that like this is uh, somebody that's been beating on me since way before he was even famous you know yeah. you realize six nine just how much of a piece of shit he actually is there was like footage of him like doing like a full nelson on like some girl and like like throwing her around like a rag doll like yeah. obviously he has that like underage like um sex thing that he that, that that uh i think he got wrapped up in and i'm not really sure whatever came of that i don't think they ever like put the all the charges back on him but he was on probation for a long period of time because of that yeah. you know and then you of course you have like his baby mama saying like he puts hands on me whenever he's feeling upset he has anger issues and so i, I i'm just reminded not only is he a piece of shit for putting money on chief's keep's head for entertainment purposes i'm, I'm not really sure if there was actually a, a beef actual there beef. where you would want to put yeah. money on somebody's head and then you know the whole barclays thing where he's just telling somebody to you know like, do something ridiculous and they do it you know, yeah. you're, you're running around literally like just an absolute moron with money. Like the, the yeah. epitome, like of any, like, like think about yeah. the, we talk about, we talk shit about like the douchey frat bros with daddy's money. Like that's how I view 6 9 Only like, I, I, 6 9 obviously came from a way tougher life, but that's what he became. He just became a douchey frat bro with money. You know, he didn't earn any of the street credit. You know, he he, he he bought it, essentially. He um, bought it. He made like, he, he just became the nastiest version of a human being. And yeah. he's pretty much like the walking Donald Trump. I'm sure that 6 ix probably secretly a Donald Trump fan because like he and Donald Trump have used the same playbook to further their careers down to like getting other people indicted and getting off scot-free. Like the yeah. playbook is exactly the, the same. Um so yeah, I don't know. Well, it's also I, it, it's also that troll factor too, like using like the the troll method in order to get like famous. Yeah, exactly. Or even to remain famous, you know. Um, yeah, it's Donald Trump. If he really wanted to take that election, he should have got instead of Lil Pump, he should have got six nine to to talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I still don't think uh, it would have helped him much, but. Um... But. I think it would have got him more fans than, than Lil Pump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I mean, 6 9 is definitely more famous than Lil Pump. But. Oh, Liz, Lil Pump is grasping up the straws right now. Lil, Lil Pimp. You mean Lil Pimp? Yeah, Lil Pimp. So, yeah, uh, what did you think about the documentary overall, man? Um, Yeah, like I said, I, I, I don't, I didn't hate it. Um, But yeah, I just wanted more from it, I guess. Like it's, it's all, like you said, it's like, like everything that you already read about. So um, yeah, if they 
hopefully the Showtime one, it, it introduces some sort of maybe more information about the court stuff that wasn't revealed in articles and things like that. So what, I know um, it's a tough interview to get, but like a, a, something with a higher production value and more connections would be able to do yeah. this. I'm curious to hear about, you got um, um, uh, Lucian Grange's son in, in a fucking shootout situation with Shadi. Yeah. I want to hear from Lucian Grange. I don't know. Like, yeah. That no. yeah. Like that would be interesting. Um, I know that would probably never happen because like you don't, you never hear of the industry figures that actually run the music industry. Yeah. Like, you never hear from them. They kind of work in the shadows. They work in the shadows. But that for me, like when you talk about like somebody who's very well connected in like the Illuminati of the music business and you, you, you talk about Lucian Grange's son who like runs 10K Records, I think is his record label. Um, I think so, yeah. And, uh, and I forgot, what was it? Elliot Grange, I think his son's name is, Elliot Grange. Um, I could be wrong, I don't know. But like he, the, 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 the fact that Shoddy came in de- demanding shit and like, like letting off bullets in the vicinity of one of the more yeah. powerful men in music, like the, the kid of one of the most powerful men in music. Yeah. Dude, uh, like that's the story I want to hear more about. And I want like, I want interviews with the people that were in that room for that. Yeah. And, 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 and just seeing what's happening now with Takashi, like he's still a part of the 10 K record label with, 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 uh, with Elliot Grange, like Elliot Grange is still like managing six, nine. He's still like, that's, they're still associated with each other. And six nine made it through that somehow, got out of jail, released a record through ten k, and it flopped. Oh uh, yeah, if, like, if what was that forty thousand first week or some shit? Forty five at most first week. Yeah. So I'm curious to hear, and I know it'll it probably won't happen because these industry guys they like to be behind the shadows. But what the hell does Lucian Grange think right now? Or at all during the time of the shooting? Like, what was his was going through his mind? Is this yeah. worth it? Is this little freaking idiot worth the headache? Yeah. No. Doesn't seem like it. I want to know how much <laughs> Illusions range is made off his career right now. Probably not much. Or, or, or Elliot Grange, rather. Whatever. Whoever. But, um... Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely curious to see, uh, you know, the Showtime version. Um... I feel like Showtime, they put out some like really dope content. and You can and always rely on Showtime for like a well-produced whatever, whether it be yeah. a TV show, a documentary or whatever. That Hulu one, that was down to like, and this is me more being a, more of a production stickler, down to just like the camera work and like the cameras used. Like it looked like it was shot like on the Sony A7S, you know, like it just, yeah. it looked like it was shot with like a very like, low budget and like just like the the quality wasn't just it, you know it is what it is like it, it's still a good documentary content wise but like again when you when you talk about Takashi's story it's like it's hard to do you, make do you think they do, do you think they like rushed it because like maybe yeah. like showtime announced yeah. like yeah well we're doing one and they're like oh fuck well we're already working on i'm one. not sure we're if that was the, i'm not sure if that was their thought process but i definitely feel like it was rushed yeah uh, absolutely but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I still advise like, you know, people are curious about the story and they're not too familiar on it. It's like, yeah, check it out or definitely learn some stuff. And it, it's definitely interesting. Um, but, but yeah, we'll see what happens. 
All right. What else we got? All right. Travis Scott made a hundred million off of partnerships this year. I used to think in hip hop, like whenever your name is brought up with partnering with McDonald's, General Mills, Fortnite, like a video game, Twitch, and you're making a hundred mil. First of all, congratulations to Travis Scott. That is great. Oh, oh my God, that is great. And I hope that he puts that money into other things that will generate him even more money if he invested right. But usually when you hear of rappers like partnering with the brands that I just named, you're thinking, oh, wow, that person completely sold out. That person's an absolute sellout. That used to be like, a, I feel like once you've got that perception in hip hop when you're a sellout, it's usually kind of like your time, like, you know, like almost like your time is up a little bit in terms of like the how the level of how much people fuck with you in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Once you become corporate like that, I feel like it, it's it's like it's only a matter of time before people just kind of stop looking at you as like, I don't know, like the leader of the streets or just leader of music. Well, in general. So, you know, congratulations, Travis Cox. I don't think that he has that's a perception that people look at him as. Right yeah. Now. So he's yeah, made I mean, 100 mil off these partnerships with these large corporations, you know, McDonald's being the like the largest of that co like uh, collaboration, <laughs> which again, McDonald's is not usually a brand that when you're saying like I partner with McDonald's that, you know, that is going to generate what I would think is like a lot of street credibility. People, yeah. it, people immediately go to the fact that he's selling like very like, like bad food, very non-nutritional food you know, uh, to a lot of hip hop bands, which, you know, I mean, hip hop now, yeah, I mean, people went nuts, healthy, but like, for you know, it, it's just, yeah, it, people went nuts for it, but it's you know? essentially like it's bad food that he's selling to his people, you know? So yeah. if you think of it on a woke level, you're like, well, I can't get behind that. You know, like yeah. you're, you're, it's like the same thing with Nas, uh, for a while, I think Nas never, um, endorsed like what was he like was it alcohol or something like like i think he does now or something but for the longest time he just didn't endorse like certain brands because he, he didn't want to like he didn't want his name or image associated with that and that's like a yeah. higher level of doing business where like you have principles in place i would think people generally when you like when you hear oh this person jay-z partnered with mcdonald's typically some people are gonna like groan about that yeah yeah i, like, I don't know but with Travis, I don't think he's for whatever reason. I feel like he's. Uh, I mean, he. I. I. I don't know. I think he just has a strong fan base, um, a really like loyal fan base too, um, and like whatever he does, like his fans still love him. Like, yeah. I mean, he has like. Uh, I think I read that he has a partnership with General Mills. Yeah. It's like. He he's with these like super commercial super corporate companies yeah i think i really wouldn't fuck with hip-hop but yeah. for some reason they fuck with travis scott people yeah. still love him for it um you know what i think it is at the end of the day this is usually what it is um white fans i think travis scott has a lot of white fans and he embraces white fans he's almost like kevin hart in that way where i feel like kevin hart has a lot of white fans and yeah. whether we know it or not like a lot of his business moves are like i don't know like they're he's he's thinking of like how do i reach the masses and the masses when people think of how do i reach the masses the first thing you know that 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 means is like how do i reach right people 
if you're like a, a black yeah. guy, then like, um, you know, Kevin Hart, I feel like is kind of in that boat comedian wise, especially with like how he's a little bit more PC nowadays. Uh, Travis yeah. Scott, I feel like in music and hip hop music, he's that way because just like his whole perception of like he dates one of the Kardashians, like in yeah. his videos, like, I don't I mean, know. You can even, you know, like look, like look at her. I mean, she yeah. always like has these brand deals like yeah it's maybe he, that's where he kind of gets that that grind from like yo that's oh, another gets, way for me to make money dates, when you date that a kardashian that's what you're getting because i mean a lot of women love the kardashians a lot of white women love the kardashians and i yeah. feel like not that he needs her audience but he just got her audience on top of having his own which is like everybody likes travis scott's music but i think a lot more people that don't listen to hip hop also listen to Travis Scott, who happened to be white. Like he he made yeah. that transition into mainstream, like like pop. Well, I, I feel like yeah, and he his music's kind of like it's sort of like rock music in a sense. Yeah, yeah. it has it has a lot of that same energy. And his performances like, too, like he has epic yeah. performances that that people talk about. So I definitely I think that that's why, like when we talk about like sellouts and like how we who we perceive that sellouts i feel like his name has kind of skated through because like maybe in our minds like travis scott we always kind of assumed he would sell out mm. you know because yeah. just think about if nas or jay-z or like j cole or kendrick or one of those type of artists got like a, a made 50 mil plus off of mcdonald's what we would say we definitely wouldn't be saying like, yeah, we would be calling them a sellout. Like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, yeah, we'd be like, oh, but, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. But with, with Travis, it's like not even a thought in people's heads. But I bring it up because I just, I, I think that's interesting when we, like, nobody, it's not like Travis ever came out and said, you know, uh, anything about like whether or not he's for or against whatever. But it's just like yeah. because he's never officially made any sort of like bold, like, statement or woke whatever you know and he also like has already kind of sold out in his music not sold out in his music but like he's already crossed over mainstream wise so we know he's like a mainstream audience that yeah and, and also i mean think about the year when he he performed at the the um super bowl super bowl yeah and people were up in arms about that because it was during uh the kaepernick True. stuff True. Um, and he still did it yeah. so so maybe people kind of accepted that he like the prototype, he's a prototypical sellout, and like exactly. it's not yeah. even worth like like talking about because it's not like his like his principles were rooted in that way anyway. But um, I don't know. That's I I feel like I've I've rambled too much about it, but that's how I feel about like uh just his his endorsement. Like yeah, interesting and, that you know. And also like he did that Fortnite and uh the that like Twitch deal yeah where he like performed in game yeah um so I mean th that I didn't hate. I think that's innovative and cool um oh i congratulate him on all those things all the money he's made i congratulate him on i just think it's interesting how like i haven't heard a peep about like people saying any any of uh anything regarding being a sellout um, yeah. but i also i think just the last little bit i i also think quote unquote getting the bag is like also kind of like a, a more accepted thing like Getting the bag, however you meet, however you can, is also like more acceptable. Like, I guess like we all want to get the bag, you know. It's like, so, so, yeah. yeah, he got the bag. He got a hundred mil. Got so it. He got he got multiple bags. Yeah. Um, so good for him. Um, 
So cool. Uh, oh, let's talk about, did we talk about this yet? Uh, Young Thug doesn't know who Andre 3000 is. No, talk about it. So uh, he was recently on uh, TI's podcast and he said, I quote, I can't rap you two Andre 3000 songs. I ain't never paid attention to him. Never in my life, Young Thug said. How do you feel about that? I think some ego thing is happening. I don't know what. I don't know if maybe people have been comparing him to Andre 3000 and he's kind of like getting sick of it. I don't know if maybe Andre 3000 dissed him at some point. But I think he seems like somebody he – he sounds like somebody who's talking with a bruised ego. Um, okay. Because I, I have a hard time believing that he he's from Atlanta, right around where Andre's around. You know, I don't know if it's the same zone, but it's, it's you know, it's in, they're both from Atlanta. And he's never bothered to give any like, sort of consideration to Andre 3000, let alone, like, you know, it's not like Junk Thug was born in, the you know, er, like the early 2000s. He was born – and and lived through, you know, a significant portion of Atlanta hip hop. It's for him to say that he's never listened to Andre three thousand. I I don't know. I'm, I'm I mean, it, it it could be that it could be, uh, you know, how some artists they don't like listen to other artists. That's true. Yeah. But um, I still I just think it's kind of weird that he doesn't like. But we know that doesn't it. apply to Thug because. Young Thug works with every Atlanta artist. So you yeah. have to be aware of other musicians if, if you're working with a lot of other musicians from that area. So I don't know if that necessarily, you can say that about Young Thug. I well, think, may- yeah. Well, maybe like, yeah, I mean, maybe he tried to work with Andre 3000 and he doesn't fuck with them or something. Like maybe there's more to, to it. You know? That's what I'm saying. Is I think there's a bruised ego somewhere. Um, yeah. it, it, Cause it doesn't make any sense for me for him to go on like somebody's podcast and then diss or seemingly yeah. diss, like I, I feel and, like like he knew it was a diss all the way because I feel like they, they would have to be some cleanup after the fact and maybe he did I didn't listen to the whole podcast so I don't know but like I would assume that like you, you if you said something like that you would immediately be like oh well I didn't like well what I mean is but like the fact that he just let that go and and yeah. uh without any sort of cleanup afterwards or realizing that that may have come off kind of disrespectful. Like, I, I don't, as for I one mean, of the goats, like yeah, one of the goats that's... of hip hop is from where you're from. And yeah. you said that, I don't, for me that, that it, I could only point to the ego as, as uh, why he said what he said, because it doesn't yeah, make Yeah, I mean, kind of like to go off of like what you said, like Young Thug is like, he works with a bunch of artists. So it's like for him not to uh, rock with Andre 3000, it, it definitely makes you wonder. If, um, if we're talking about theories, you know, like I'll, I'll go with this theory. Andre 3000 has pretty much been retired from rap overall. Like we don't hear from him yeah. a lot. We don't, he doesn't release anything anymore. He every now and then will be on a feature somewhere. And we all love when he does it because he always kills it. But yeah. it's not like he's making music crazy. He's rocking around with a fucking flute nowadays you know yeah. so it's like maybe young thug has reached out multiple times and uh andre has never like you know accepted whatever invite that he's gotten from young thug but has every now and then popped up on a song with like a i don't know like a uh 
what was the most recent thing he's i can only think of the frank ocean thing that he did but like you know he, he'll pop up on a random song somewhere um and young Thumb was like dude i've been trying to work with you for however long why did you know why why are you on here but you're not on my thing i'm from atlanta so maybe that's what i, I feel like that's what happened yeah, yeah no, you know, I, I, I think so around too. Doing features all willy-nilly with everybody and Young Thug kind of caught feelings because he never did a feature with him. Mm. That's that's the only reason I would think Young Thug would want to say something like this because it's disrespectful otherwise. Even, yeah. if, even if it's true, you don't say it. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's true, yeah. you don't say it. Yeah. No, I know. It's like, you just bite your tongue and just... Because it doesn't make just... you look good. It doesn't make no, Young Thug no. look any cooler or any more respected. Like you, you almost kind of like pity him a little bit that he never like. Unless he's, unless he's sort of, he's kind of playing that like cool guy thing where you kind of just like pretend you don't know something. You're like, oh, like not that familiar. I don't think that ever looks cool. But, yeah. Oh think, yeah, for you, sure. I mean, you it's, show that you don't have any uh, like knowledge of hip hop, but you yeah. also like kind of like do it in an arrogant way where you're not like if you don't know somebody, it's okay not to know somebody in hip hop. It's not like everybody knows every single artist ever. But yeah. even when you don't, you like there's a way to go about like, oh, who is that without like being, oh, I never heard of that guy. Like you what? Know, that guy is like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, I, I, I feel you on that. Um, but yeah, so hopefully, uh, Young Thug, uh, you know, listens to some Andre 3000. So maybe I'll check out some of his back catalog or something. I, I would say they need to do a song together, but I, I, Young Thug may have ruined his own, uh, you know, ruined his own shot there. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Uh, so that pretty much ends our news and discussion segment of the podcast. Uh, do we want to go into albums? Let's do it. All right, cool. Uh, do you want to go local or do you want to go mainstream? Start with local. Okay, uh, let's talk about Lance Jackson. Uh, there's a war going on. My boy Lance. That was uh, like, yeah, so I think that came out early November, November 10th, this right around then. Um, I've listened to it. I, I've, I've really, it's one of those albums where I feel like it's, there's just so much on it that you have to like listen to it multiple times because at first, yeah. usually I, there's a process when I listen to an album, especially when it's one that's like very, just like it, it, there's there's a lot more layers than just like like you know thoughtlessly listen to music and like whatever if you like it you yeah know, you know like like I feel like with Lance Jackson he makes music that you really like it, you you sit with you know he's tell he's yeah. telling you a story it's yeah. like it's like the content is it's like heavy content um, and yeah I, I I fuck with this record I think it's dope um, so. Um, He's, he's also got some good features there. Uh, Latrell James is mm -hmm. on there. Shout out to Latrell James. Uh, big fan. Um, Benji Ally. Ally? Ally? Could well, be. If you don't know it, don't that up. <laughs> um, some, uh, Teddy Meanface is on there as well. Um, yeah. Um, super dope. And the, the record itself is very melodic. Um, I definitely get some, like, sort of on the production side of it. Um, some sort of like Mac Miller vibes to it. Um, yeah, really fucking dope. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those records that I wish like, we could play on the podcast. I don't really like, you've always talked me out of playing records on the podcast, so I won't play anything. Um, but I really, really liked 
just about every song on this album. I think it's very, it, it's throughout the whole album, there's a very, like, the, you know, there's a, like a, a theme or a, a feeling, like a constant vibe to the album that I, I think he really captures well. Uh, my favorite song, oh man, I don't know. I, I, I think We're Still Sipping Teenies is probably my favorite song because one, I love that I like title. That. Yeah. And two, just like, you know, the... I, I guess like this, the vibe that it puts me in when I'm listening to it. I, I think this album is amazing where either you're cruising in a car or you're, yeah. you're on a walk and you're kind of just like taking in the music. You can actually take in the music um, because it's one of those albums where you want to listen, you know? So, yeah. so whatever it is that you're doing, you don't want to be doing too much because you might miss something. Um, and, and for me, we're still sipping teenies. Like that just brought me back my uncle used to work, you know, uh, you know, for the, for the teeny company. And he used Dude, to, when teenies. I saw the word teenies, I was like, yo, nice. <laughs> <laughs> like no, go to I, the corner store and get them shits. I used to flip teenies, bro. Like I used to literally, that used to be a, a my, me and my, that was your hustle. Yo, my uncle would bring like boxes upon boxes of teenies. The store I think used to sell them for like 25 cents. I had them in my fridge. People used to knock on my door in current circle. I used to sell them for 10 cents. I used to flip them motherfuckers. So I, it brought me, that title instantly brought me back to the time I was flipping teenies with 10 cents. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I think that's like, there's a sentimental value for me in that song that that is my favorite song on the album. But overall, the entire album is super dope, super soulful. You know, he's, he's a very soulful dude. He reminds me of yeah. like, just like the, the uh, I don't want to, I just, I don't want to pigeon on just like conscious rappers and, and just name a bunch of conscious rappers because it's, it's like it's so full too like there's some there's a good amount of like soul and like good lyrical hip-hop um and storytelling that just like it, it makes you just appreciate the overall record and i think the sound also is a very soulful melodic type of a uh, 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 feel um what was your favorite song on the album i liked two of them uh i couldn't i like the teeny song as well mm -hmm. but uh grown-ups and uh that song war um yeah they're they're those songs are great um i feel like he he talks a lot about like trauma and family and um just like heavy content you know it, like i always appreciate artists that are willing to to open up on their songs and you know let people in so um yeah yeah i think that's one of the bigger secrets to like making a timeless record something that you can play five, 10 years from now and have, and still have it make, have meaning, you know, because yeah. if you just, if it, if your music is solely based on sound and whatever sound is hot in the current era, it always stays in that era. I feel like, unless like, yeah. was, I mean, actually our next review is actually going to be a, a direct contradiction to what I just said, because you know, <laughs> it actually has stayed. But overall, I feel like if you're just making music for sound, it can get caught in like an era. And then like when you listen to it back five, 10 years from now, like for example, the mixtape era that was hot like 10 years ago, whatever, where it was just like, you know, there was like a lot of shit coming through like that piff, like a lot of those things, like those records were mixed terribly, you know, and I listen to them now, I can't even listen to them anymore because like the production is just so off. Yeah. I'm, it's just, it, you know, some people like that, but for me now, I'm, I'm so used to sound now where everything's so polished and like it just on point and mixed well and mastered well yeah like we're it, spoiled it, it, yeah it makes me like not appreciate that that music anymore from that era um but i do think the secret to making timeless music is to be give it another layer of authenticity and i feel like when you're vulnerable and you open up and you give us that aspect of yourself and your music you're making timeless music and i feel like 
you know, this yeah. record, I would say, is definitely something that, like, we will listen back five, ten years from now, wherever Lance Jackson is, and we'll be like, yeah, man, the, he really did it on well, this I think I think being authentic in your music goes a long way. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, you, you can never go wrong just being your true self in, in a song, so. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah. If you haven't, check out that record. It's by uh, Lance Jackson. Uh, there's a war going on, uh, really dope streaming everywhere. So check that out. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Lance Jackson. All right, let's, uh, let's go to Juicy J. The hustle continues. Juicy J. Uh, so yeah, like I said earlier, where I caught myself, like, you know, uh, some records, you know, they, 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 they actually, get bigger as time goes on or some music. And I feel like Juicy J's, for example, his type of music, that is what's popping right now. Um, Cause Juicy J's always been like this, this recent record uh, with the hustle continues, I think it's called. Um, it, it's not like it's like any new Juicy J. It's not like the sound no. from that album is anything that we've never heard Juicy J yeah. before. It's just the continuation of that good shit that Juicy J brings whenever he, he, you know, puts out music. You know, it's that, like, like the head bobbing like type of music. It, it, like I feel like that whole album is dope. I'm not. Um, I, I. One thing I've learned about myself is I, I don't get tired of Juicy J's music. Yeah. He's been, I think he's been releasing records like that since I can remember. Like since like '04 when I was really like on that Three Six Mafia and that was like one of my favorite groups. But yeah. like, it's this this album is track up the track after that high energy Juicy J like heavy bass, you know, crazy beat with the, with the, with the, with the trap, um, you know, uh, I got, I don't know, trap type raps where he's just like rapping about yeah. like, just, you know, the, 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 that crazy shit that, you know, Juicy J spits on a record. He's always talking about yeah. fucking rubbing some pussy and some crazy, like, you know, slobbing on. He always has those lines where it's just yeah. like <laughs> mad, like, you know, just, visually like i could it's fucking gross you know but it's it sounds fucking amazing at the same time yeah. <laughs> you know uh what, what else what else did he say there's, there's a couple lines in that album that i really love like you know i don't eat mcdonald's but i smoke a quarter pound yeah <laughs> like, yeah it, it, <laughs> it's, so <laughs> it, it's so good it's so good um uh yeah, man, I, I just feel like it, dude, his hooks too are just fantastic. Um, and dude, he had a lot of um, like great features on this this record too. Um, he, you know, he had uh, ASAP Rocky, Conway. Um, what do you think about those Logic records? Um, they were good. Yeah, uh, I, they, yeah obviously I the, the the Juicy J like portion of it is good <laughs> well okay i feel like you're just attacking logic because because it's just a popular thing are you one nah. of those people no nah, it's just that's just not my my cup of tea that's all i always i always hate on people who hate people because it's the popular thing to do to hate people and if you're being that person right now i hate you uh, no i uh, i like logic as as someone that can he can rap because i've been saying i hate logic <laughs> we know <laughs> we know you uh, I, I i i used to i used to fuck with logic a lot and i kind of just got tired of him um but i i still think he makes good music but i mean he, he made it on the record uh yeah. two two of the songs so yeah. um 
you know, uh, clearly Juicy J fucks with them. I don't think he made those impressive. records that he's on. I forgot what the records are called, uh, but I, I don't think he made those records special in any way. I don't even think that, like, the type of records those were that I, like, I think one of them was called Shoddy. And, like, yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's cool to get Logic on a record because, like, I mean, if you're thinking about, like, Logic's fan base and, and trying to branch out and, and stay relevant, obviously Juicy J, is, he's been in the game for a while and, a part of being in the game for a while is trying to knowing how to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I obviously think like, you know, doing a song of logic is going to help you stay. Oh relevant. yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. I don't think logic as, as good as those songs, those tracks were with logic. I don't think he added anything special to those, those records. So actually, you know, the songs were good. I don't think his portions, like you said, um, and I was just being an asshole earlier. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think okay. that, <laughs> I don't think that his portions were like anything yeah. to write home about. I actually think, I don't know if it was shoddy or if it was the other song he was on. I actually think he did a terrible job. I didn't really like his part in the song. Um, and I'm not, I, like I said, it's either shoddy or the other one, but like it was, especially for Logic who like has this like very technical ability to rap, like, you know, however he wants to rap. I think his, his rapping in one of the songs, I got to pull it up. Do you have the, the track list? Let me hold on. Uh, let me look at it. I'm just gonna go on Spotify here. I got it. I got it. So yeah, he's on. He's on Shouty Bad in 1995. I think it's. I think is no 1995. I think sounded like Logic. I was. I think it's Shouty Bad is the is the track that I didn't really like him in. Um, 95. I think was okay. I think it was Shouty Bad. He just like his flow was just. I was like, okay, you're not really doing anything special. You shouldn't even be on the song to be honest with you. You should be somebody else that like. You know, would actually be a, a better so, on like shoddy bad. Logic is like he's married. He's got, he's got one wife. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She has like she looks like one of these white women that have no ass. Like, I don't think shoddy bad is the type. Of <laughs> song, you know? All right. So, uh, what songs? Like, what do you like for songs? What are your favorite um, songs? My favorite song on the okay. So I think the album started off really strong, and so I think most of my favorite songs on the album is is the songs that. Start the album so um goddamn high i really liked a lot um spend it i really like i think two change was probably my favorite feature on the whole album um and and after that i think every other song i really liked i liked how he he like bigged up all the all the rap artists that passed away in the past like couple years few years and kobe like Mm -hmm. i like how he shouted them on po up um and I yeah. think that like that first five songs, obviously the song with Conway is, is crazy and Conway yeah, killed another one. I think Two Chain and Conway were my two favorite features on the album. Yeah. Um, but those first five, I think were a great beginning to an album. And I would say my favorite is probably Goddamn High just off of like the bounce and the just, bounce, that, yeah. that's the one that makes me want to really move. Uh, yeah, I would say Poe Up and, and uh, Killa are my two favorite songs. Um, yeah, I, I really like the record, so um, it's definitely something that I'm going to be listening to and revisiting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah that it, definitely, is, it, does, it definitely doesn't have that one play value. It I keep saying it, and actually, like, like, like people keep hitting on me for it. Sorry, I, keep, I just cut you off there. That's uh, all good. I keep saying it. I, I think, like, I'm realizing that, like, especially with this Busta Rhymes album, like, people just have different tastes because, like, I think the album's a classic, and, you know, people have been telling me different um I, I put this album right next to like Busta Rhymes album in terms of like like releases like just like what the best thing that that rapper like brings they brought and they brought it at their best 
I think with yeah. Busta and, and, and Station Level Event 2, he brought the best of Busta on that album. Everything that we love about Busta is on display on that album to the best of its ability. I don't mm. think there's one bad song on the album. I think the album just has all of the best of Busta. So even the parts of Busta that you may not be a fan of, like he has that, and but it's, it's the best version of it. I think this album for Juicy J is the same way where it's that it's not like Juicy J is bringing us anything new that we haven't heard before. No, it it it, 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 it definitely sounds like a Juicy J record. Yeah, it's right? in his element, but it's the best of Juicy J. Like he's giving you. Yeah. It's not like he's like you know he's because he's been doing this for a while. Like it, it just sounds the same. It it still has that hit to it. It still hits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I'll give that I'll give that to Juicy J. Man, this is a very very good album. Very fun to listen to. Um, him and Busta, congrats to both of them, you know, still being, you know, vets in the game, but still, you know, both of them arguably, Can you know, still album of the year type content, you know, in 2020 yeah. is, is awesome to see. Yeah. Then keep up. I love it. Um, yeah. So that's, that's all the albums we've got. Uh, I think that concludes the episode. Good episode. I feel like we had a good uh, sidebar this one. We had some good conversations, good things to talk about. If you guys really fuck with us, I think that you guys do, but I'm not sure anymore. Um, just make <laughs> sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah, uh, Edwin. Edwin's insecure. You gotta like. You gotta. You always have to massage my ego. You yeah. Know? It, it just, so. it's just it's, it's the nature of the beast. But like, um, if you guys really do love us, like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, you know, keep those algorithms looking good. We're we're obviously trying to build our platform. Uh, we've been doing this now for over a year. Um, we're over 50 episodes. We're really proud of, we want to make it to well over a hundred episodes. If we could do it past 200 episodes, we'll do it till 200, but we really want, um, you know, to, to, to make sure that people are actually fucking with us. So, um, if you do let us know by, by sharing us, commenting, share, you know, subscribing, just showing us love, man. Cause, because we absolutely need it still growing our fan base. And, um, we all, we know that there's an absolute like huge community of hip hop heads in the, in the Lynn Boston area that I think would fuck with us. So if you do just make sure you remind us by, by supporting us and show your friends. <laughs>